This is September 13th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week, and hockey is finally upon us. Captain's practices this week, training camp coming soon, then the preseason, then the regular season, then the trade deadline, then the playoffs, then the Stanley Cup, then the dra- Not to get too far ahead of myself, but hockey is basically back at this point, and thank God for it. On uh, today's episode, Connor and I, got into maybe the most forgotten player of the offseason, at least someone that I think could really benefit uh, from the injuries at the beginning of the year and, and some more added opportunities, especially with the new head coach. We get into some other players who will benefit from the injuries early on. And then we also get into the big question of it. I think we're going to talk about this more as uh, training camp goes along and as the season goes along. How much of a spark will Jim Montgomery provide? Uh, to begin the year. So we got into all of that and more, of course, with our good friend, Connor Ryan. Uh, So without further ado, here's my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. You were at Bruins uh, captain's practice today. The first time that the 2022-23, at least some of the team was on the, on the ice. Must have felt nice. Back at it. Finally back at it, Evan. Fired off the tweet. All is right right with the world these days. So happy to finally be back. Happy to be finally covering hockey once again. Have actual stuff to talk about. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, and, the, and the trademark back at it tweets are back at it, right? That was they the best back part. at it. Can't, can't officially confirm we are back at it, Evan. Back at it. Uh, and training camp is right around the corner. The golf tournament is on the 15th. Uh, another captain's practice today on Tuesday, and then there's one on Friday, and then I believe Monday as well. So, uh, lots of hockey in the future. And there, how many how, were there a lot of fans today? A couple of people here and there. So, uh, you saw a couple of Bruins fans getting excited to see Bergeron and those guys back on the ice. So it wasn't like a full training camp kind of atmosphere or, or those things you see a little bit later on in the fall, but dev camp of, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. A couple of dedicated fans though, getting an early look at the 2022, 23 Bruins. Spoke Z was, you know, in the rafters. He had know, to have like, been there. Yes. Like, like that video of sting where he's up in the way, way upper level. <laughs> like that, that was, that was him. That was, that was spoke Z. Uh, but so what's interesting is we've talked a lot about this team. Obviously it is Bruins beat. We've talked a lot about this team and the first three months of the year, right? Cause without uh, McAvoy, without Marshan, without Grizzlick. And we've talked a lot about that, but uh, I was reading uh, Steve Conroy's one-on-one with Trent Frederick and the Herald recently. And I realized there's one guy we have really not talked about much in the in, in, in the summer months that could see a really huge uh, opportunity in front of him, and that is Trent Frederick, right? So with Marshand out and Pavel Zaka most likely up with Bergeron and DeBrusque, that leaves a spot on the third line open, right? And you got Coyle in the middle, you got Craig Smith on the right. I would assume Trent Frederick would get the first shot at that on the third line. 
seems like a pretty big chance for him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one thing where I think these first two months are going to be so important for him just in order to kind of maybe shake that narrative that I think you look at Frederick and, you know, what his strengths are. He seems like a guy that you eventually pencil into the fourth line role. And granted, he could be a very good, uh, you know, dependable fourth line guy that you can kind of pencil in that spot in the lineup for the next five, six years. And there's value to that. It's the same thing we talked about with like a guy like Johnny Beecher, where, all right, maybe he's not what you're expecting for on a first round pick, but let's say he's your four C and he's a damn good one for the next five, six years. Like for what that brings to the lineup, there's value there. But mm-hmm. I think for Frederick, it, it's one of those uh, situations where I think he thinks, and I think the Bruins think that he maybe has a little bit more to give that maybe he's not just a, a checking line forward and agitator. Maybe he's a guy that can in the right situation, give you, 35 points or something like that. You know, I think that's something. 27 goals a game, 27 goals a game. Yes. We're going to make that. uh, We're going to declare that once again for a guy like Trent Frederick. No, but I I do think that both player and the team think that he has a little bit more to give in that regard in terms of maybe his offensive output. Again, not to say that we got a 20 goal season incoming, but I I think they want to see, especially early on, if if he has maybe a little bit more to give in that area, there was that kind of stretch there. I think it was in, maybe middle of March where that third line was rolling for a while, right? Where it was Smith, oh, yeah. Frederick and Coyle. And it looked like, you know, the, the Hein and Coyle Johansson line for a while there in terms of having a legit game changing third line that can, you know, capitalize on their matchups, give you consistent secondary scoring and he kind of fit into that role. So I think the Bruins want to see if he has a little bit more to give in that regard. And also I think this is going to be important for Frederick, maybe under a new coach to see where exactly he fits, like what, what exactly are the Bruins looking to get out of him, right? Like, are you looking for him to be that physical agitator? Do you want it to be more of, you know, just play your game and, and let kind of the conflict come to you? Do they want it to be, you know, creating creating havoc out there on the ice? Like, what exactly is he kind of, what do they want him to be as a player, I think, at the next level uh, to kind of fit into the role? Because he's a guy that can kind of adjust to whatever you're kind of looking for in terms of that fourth line spot. Like, is Montgomery looking for just a physical knock him around fourth line is it a fourth line that is going to get maybe more offensive zone starts and get a little bit more offense like I think it's so up in the air in terms of what they're looking for out of that bottom six unit and Frederick is going to be one of those keys in terms of I think maybe molding what that identity is going to be down the line yeah and that's the one thing I think if he plays well in this third line role when Zaka comes back down to the third line to play with Coyle and Smith Frederick might have himself a spot on the fourth line for playing well. Now that's if he plays well. Now you mentioned the point production, right? The offensive production, even when uh, that line was playing great, when he was playing great for that two month stretch in February and March with Coyle and Smith, I gotta be honest, never really saw it offensively with him, but I still, I just don't see it. I don't see it. The skill offensively, you know, again, uh, physical gets under the other team's skin. Very good at it. But when it comes to actually like the, the skill offensively, I just don't see it. And again, he could wow us. He could, you know, burst onto the scene with a new coach, right? I mean, I can read you right here. Uh, I found these comments from uh, Conroy's article uh, pretty interesting. Uh, when he was asked about Bruce Cassidy, he said it was just a normal hockey relationship. I guess it was just normal. I think maybe sometimes I was more worried about him. Uh, him more than my game, if that makes sense, just trying to be a people pleaser. But I think that's normal for someone in my position. He was a good coach. He knew the game really well. So I've got nothing negative to say about him, right? Pretty lukewarm, lukewarm 
thing on Cassidy. Uh, but the Montgomery, I've spoken to him quite a bit. He's been awesome so far. I think once the season gets started, he seems to be a good communicator in the sense of what he wants. And I've talked to him a little bit about how he wants our team to play and what he needs me to do. That's kind of nice, more transparent. That was the hardest thing for me. Sometimes it was not transparent. All right, well, so there you go. That's, uh, that's play the kids. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I do think that under Montgomery, Frederick could experience that jump and play, right? But I just, it's that skill. I don't, I don't see it. And again, maybe it was the, he was all in his head. I know that he, uh, in the article, he's been uh, talking to, I believe a mental coach, uh, <laughs> which like good for him. Like that's more guys should be doing that. Um, but I don't know the skill set. I just don't, do you see it? I mean, maybe he has a little bit more to give in, in that regard in terms of maybe just generating more offense. But yeah, I think as you said, it, it's also one thing where we talk about this now and how he could take a, another step forward, which would be great. But also you look in the grand scheme of things, what's going to happen still when, even if let's say Frederick's productive in that third line spot, when Marchand comes back, unless like Zaga is really not playing well, I have to imagine it's still going to be slotting, you know, Frederick down to the fourth line. So it, it's one of those things where if you can get, 10, 15 goals out of Frederick. Um, and again, for him to, to get to that level uh, of that, you know, maybe offensive production, it's not like he has to reinvent the wheel. It's not like they need him to all of a sudden develop a, you know, a, be a faster skater or anything like that. It's for him. It's, it's kind of the same with like DeBrusque. It's like, just play your game, put yourself in the right spots and the chances will be there. Like for, uh, when you saw in DeBrusque last year, that heater he went on, it wasn't like he drastically augmented his game being on the top line. It was just, you had, him getting into great AIs, getting into favorable spots, and guys like Martian and Bergeron were finding him. Well, you know, that's kind of what you saw from Debrusque early on in his career, where he was just driving to the net and good things were happening. If you're Frederick and instead of, you know, kind of maybe feeling like you're, you know, stuck in limbo in terms of what kind of player you want to be, if it's just playing physical, getting down into great AIs, agitating the opponent, um, sooner or later the the rebounds, the tips, the grade A chances are going to be there for him if he's just able to cash it in. Like, I don't think he needs to all of a sudden develop a, uh, you know, an S tier slap shot or something like that, or a, you know, a great wrister. But if he's just down there in the muck, you know, getting those grade A looks and knocking home second chances, goals will come for him. Yeah, I and mean, again, it's like DeBrusque, as you said last year, a lot of right place, right time stuff. It wasn't, yeah. you know. He wasn't just dangling through guys and, you know, rip it, you know, coming over the blind and ripping them top corner. Um, but it's funny. Trent Frederick says he's working a lot in the offseason on feeling better, right? It's an interesting thing. But if, he, if Trent Frederick really wanted, really wanted to up his game this year, he would go to our good friends over at Athletic Greens. Our next partner is a product that I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health and more energy. I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink coffee because uh, I want healthier natural energy. And AG1 has been providing it in droves. It's We're recording 530, Connor. I'm full of energy. As you can tell, I'm just woo. Uh, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy or anything either. It has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each and every morning. And by the way, so do some of the guys I live with. Some of the guys I'm living with, I, I turn them on to, to Athletic Greens. They're actually loving the product. So uh, even more good news. And they are feeling good. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75. Yes, Connor, count them. 75. One, two, three, 64. 71. Oh, 75. my goodness. High quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. 
don't even know what those are. I, I, I can't wrap my head around that, Evan. <laughs> just like just mind-blowing stuff. And it's so simple. I'll get to the simplicity in a second. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. That might as well be 75 things in and of itself. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, dairy-free, vegan, or gluten-free, contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting really good. Yeah, we don't like none of those GMOs, none of those GMOs. This all supports better sleep quality and mental clarity. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. Those 75 vitamins, the, the helping everything in you, just a scoop in a cup of water every day. It's very, very simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. So uh, we've, we've discussed Frederick, uh, but there's other players who are going to benefit from uh, Jim Montgomery and also players being out, right? Like, cause we always focus on the negatives, right? No Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron talked about that on Monday after uh, training, uh, not training camp, after captain's practice, Patrice Bergeron practice, really. Uh, and 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 talking about without Marchand and Hampus Lindholm, talked about playing, you know, without Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick. Uh, but guys are going to get chances. This is, the, this is the other positive to this. Some Bruins fans might not say it's a positive. They might say, no, we want Marshy. No, we need him. We need Grizz. We need McAvoy. Charlie, I just lost my voice doing that. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know how you guys do it all the time. But it's uh, a tough gig, Evan. It's a very Someone, tough gig. Someone's got to do it, though. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Someone's got to be screaming outside of Dunkin' Donuts. Um, so let's go back and forth, right? We'll, we got four players on the list here. We'll do two apiece. Uh, one guy, I got to say, is probably going to step up a lot in the first three months. And again, we've covered him quite a bit. But Pavel Zaka. And you mentioned it, right? And I think that's one thing that we we maybe didn't mention before. But a guy like Zaka, there is a lot riding on him. There's a lot of expectations. But also, again, if Trent Frederick does perform well in that third-line role, and let's say Zaka isn't that great on the first line, then do you consider moving Zaka to the fourth line? Like, that'd be a really bad look. But you just wonder. I mean, again, like, there is a lot riding on that. Also, considering he has a contract, or he's going to be, uh, he's going to need a new contract uh, after this year. So I look at a guy like Zaka and say, that's a guy who could benefit quite a bit. Uh, and he's the obvious pick for a guy who could benefit a lot um, from Brad Martian being out uh, the first three months, who would be someone that you would pick? Uh, I would probably say a guy like uh, Jakob Zaborl, the guy who I think could benefit quite a bit um, when you look at that defense and listen, there's no way you can fill the void left by both McAvoy and Grizzly in terms of the minutes and the production and all those things. Um, you know, it's one thing to be without Marshan where, you, you know, what he brings, you can't really replicate, but at least on that top line, you still have a future hall of famer. You have a guy in DeBrusque who can give you hopefully 25, 30 goals, not 27 goals per game, but uh, you know, a, a pretty steady goal scorer and a guy like Zaka, who we know maybe he is less in terms of tangible offensive production has plenty of talent and is a guy that, can and should, as you said, you know, maybe mesh well on that top line. But on defense, it's going to be kind of a all hands on deck trying to find the right pieces to kind of just keep that defense afloat. And again, 
they've got a, a good, uh, you know, zone defense, a very layered system and structure there that helps out quite a bit. But I think the Bruins really need other guys to step in because it's more just like a, a numbers crunch, right? Like just look at the amount of minutes that are going to be missing on that line that you're going to need guys like Zaboral or Riley or Forbert or any of these guys to be logging, you know, 17, 18, 19 minutes a night. That's going to be kind of what the job entails, at least at the start of the year. And I think a guy like Zaboral, who, if it wasn't for that awful timing last year, the ACL injury looked like a guy who, even though he was like a, you know, mid season injury call up was probably going to make things pretty tough for the Bruins. Once everyone got back being healthy, because he was looking like an everyday player. And again, it's what we always talk about with Zaboral. He may not be the most noticeable guy out there, but it's kind of what he does well subtly that makes him an effective player where it's just clean reads, clean breakouts. Um, even though he only played 10 games, I think he had three assists. So a bit of an underrated uh, playmaker, a guy that is maybe more physical than people probably give him credit for. Like, again, I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to Nicholas highlight. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a Cronwall or anything like that, but you got some you know, Yes. Uh, but I think he's a guy that can, you know, lay the body that, you know, does like to square up and deliver, deliver some good checks. So um, I, I think he's a guy that if he can get, you know, back to where he was last year, even build off of that. Um, and he's back healthy with that knee. He's a guy that can bring a ton of value to this team in terms of uh, both in the short term of keeping them afloat when McAvoy and Grizzly are out. But once everyone's back healthy, he's a guy that, you know, he's going to be probably fighting for minutes with a guy like Clifton. And it's something the Bruins always talk about with internal competition. If Zaboral playing at a higher level puts the pressure on Clifton or other guys to stay in the lineup because Zaboral can both play on the left or right side, you know, if he's giving, uh, applying pressure to a guy like Riley or even Fulbert or anyone like that, um, it can only help the team because, again, he's a guy that for as much as you have that that draft kind of uh, label for Zaboral being involved in that 2015 draft, he's still a guy that even if maybe his development timeline's taken a while, he still could be a very good player in the NHL, especially in terms of what his role is. He's not a, a top pairing franchise stalwart, but you know what? He can be a part of a very good decor, I think, in the NHL. Reliable guy. He also may be, maybe. Uh, a top four defenseman in the first three months. Oh, they could yeah. use him on that right side on the second pairing with a guy like Forbert. That absolutely might happen. And I know people are going to be really pissed when it does, um, but he's reliable again, like from again, the sample size we saw last year prior to that ACL injury, stable guy, stable defense. That's all you need. You don't need to reinvent the wheel back there um, when you're just trying to kind of tread water until Carlo, uh, excuse me, until McAvoy gets back. So, Again, uh, a guy who's going to get uh, a lot of uh, chances with uh, some of the injuries on the back end. Uh, I'll go with an obvious one again up front, Jake DeBrusque. I think DeBrusque can get a lot of opportunity uh, with Marshand out. I know it's maybe not going to help him because, you know, it would probably be better with Marshand on the left side of his line than Zaka. Uh, but I still think with uh, Marshand out, there's going to be more onus on DeBrusque to score and get to that great ice. Maybe Zaka is better at getting that great ice and, dishing it out to DeBrusque. But I do think a guy like DeBrusque, full season, Jim Montgomery. Um, and again, I think if DeBrusque can produce with Zaka on the left side uh, of that line, now imagine him with Marshan on the left side of the line, uh, of that line. So again, maybe not, maybe he's not someone that's benefiting completely uh, by the injuries, but I do think there's a lot of, pr- you know, prove it space uh for jake debrusque with with uh with marshan out to begin the year because you know again as we've said a lot of times this summer i don't think there's anyone whose stock is like as is 
the chance for it to go so high as DeBrusque uh, from where it is right now, just given the new coach. And, and again, I think like the, the comments that Frederick made on Cassidy versus uh, Jim Montgomery, I think you'd hear the exact same tone being sung by Jake DeBrusque. Um, Cause I think they were in very similar spots in their own right. So I think you would hear the exact same or similar tones, so to speak. Maybe they wouldn't sing it. Like I said, they did, but maybe they would just say it. Maybe they'd rather probably say it than, than sing it. Um, who's another person you would, you would tap on the shoulder for someone who's going to step up and with the injuries. Yeah. I think one guy who's already a pretty established guy in the NHL, but in terms of what his role will be for this team, I think he could make the argument. He could be probably one of the most important players on the team for the first few months at Tampa's Lindholm in terms oh, yeah. of just what, uh, what his role is going to be on this team. We talk about guys like Zaboral and Riley and Fulbert and Clifton, who, you know, what have you logging 17, 18 minutes a night. Lindholm might be averaging 27, 28 for the first 45. month or two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think someone today in a scrum, uh, Lindholm spoke to the media on Monday, asked about 30 minutes a night and he was like, yeah, I'll do that. So, okay. I mean, and again, like I'm sure Jim Montgomery is like writing a note down, like, okay, go ahead on the 30 minute. I mean, that's what you're going to need in terms of, um, just Lindholm and his track record uh, of being a guy that can eat those minutes, be uh, effective both ends of the ice. Again, it's going to hurt not having another, you know, anchor next to him in uh, McAvoy. You know, it still remains to be seen how a guy like Lindholm gels with probably Kahlo, which is what they tried last year. Did not go very well, unfortunately. No. But um, again, you could also, we could branch this off and say Kahlo as well in terms of just who, you know, being thrown into a fire of being probably the, the top pair for the first month, month and a half of the year in terms of how they can kind of establish themselves. But I think Lindholm in terms of uh, not only just eating up those minutes that are going to be lost with McAvoy out, but also one thing it seems like from the players and from what Montgomery has said already, that one avenue they really want to focus on is getting more offense out of that blue line. And a guy like Lindholm, whether it's just his playmaking ability his transition game and even though we didn't see it that much during his short time in Boston so far it's got a very effective shot from the point that the Bruins could really use in terms of just adding that extra wrinkle uh, in their offensive zone kind of capabilities um, I think Glenholm's going to be a guy that's going to be counted on a great deal to start the year and again hopefully once he if he can get rolling kind of you know, settle into a groove. It's only going to help the entire team. Once all of a sudden you get a guy of McAvoy's caliber back with him, most likely on that top pair. I don't, I think I played fantasy hockey last year, but he, I think he'd be a great like fantasy sleeper, right? Mm-hmm. For hockey. Like that's a good guy that's probably ranked low on lists, but those first three months could put up a lot of points, especially running that power play. Um, but safe bet. That a guy like Campus Lindholm is going to have a you know really good start to the year and counter on a bit, but uh, we're talking really safe bets. We're talking about good friends over at, Bet online football is back. Cover your eyes when you looked at the Patriots week one game and bet online is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news and game matchups, including this year's week two games. Bet online is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Again, promo code CLNS50 to get that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game stats, where the game 
stats. So this all hits at a bigger uh, thing, right? Frederick kind of mentioned the little spark that Jim Montgomery provides. And remember the Bruins when the, when Bruce Cassidy was first promoted to, to head coach, they went on a little tear. They, they made it to the playoffs. Uh, again, this happened over the off season. So it's a bit different. There's been a little time for it to settle, but how much of a spark will Montgomery provide? Is it enough to, to make up for Marshan McAvoy and Grizzly not being there? Does it help? What is it? I mean, I think I definitely think it helps. I think one thing that we've talked about before that you can maybe draw a parallel in terms of what I think the Bruins hope will happen. It's kind of the same situation as the Celtics with Stevens and going on from an established coach that you have won with and Brad Stevens and then going on to a guy like Ime Odoka who different voice, you know, different systems in place. You know, I think sometimes if you're looking at the state of a franchise or the state of the roster and what the potential is or what kind of ceiling they can give you, sometimes it's about changing, you know, tweaking things or just a new voice in there. And maybe that extra boost just gets you to that next tier, that next little level you want to try to reach to, which you saw with the Celtics this, uh, this past season. So I think the Bruins are hoping for something similar to that where, all right, Listen, this is an older veteran core. We kind of more or less know what we got from this group. Like once everyone's back healthy, they're going to be good. Top six should be really good. Um, defensively responsible. Everything you kind of expect from the Bruins. I don't imagine that changing this year, but if you can get just a little bit more out of everyone else, like even if you get five, seven percent more from everyone else, from just the the natural, I think, spark you get from having a new coach, a new voice, new enthusiasm, new systems, especially. If you can just get a little bit more from everyone, that, you know, what does that equate to? I don't know. Is it an extra five wins? Is it an extra playoff series? Is it what have you? I mean, I think it's something where it seems like from the limited time we've we've spoken with Jim Montgomery, a lot of it of what he focuses on is communication and, you know, I think understanding what each player's strengths are and then you know, almost like writing it down and then like finding where in the line of it best you can complement one another with that. You know, it's kind of a situation there where instead of like having an identity and, and putting the players in those spots, it's going to be, all right, this is what this person's good at. We will match them with this guy and kind of bridge that gap that way, which is a kind of a unique, almost like it feels like a no brainer in terms of how you should construct a roster, but it also just seems like novel in terms of just what we've seen over the years from other coaches in terms of how they kind of build these lines and round up their depth chart. So I do think, you know, it's one of those things where you can say that Bruce Cassidy was a good coach and helped out this team quite a bit and also say, but I can see how a new voice, a new system can get just a little bit more out of this team that at this point, we kind of know what the Bruins are. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be good, but you need a, just a little bit more if you actually want to envision uh, going on a deep playoff run this year. Cause they're not far off. They're not, this is again, I think obviously people are down on them because the injuries and the age, but they're not far away from being a cup contender, right? They're, they're a, they're a playoff team that's currently constructed, which means the next step is to become a cup contender. And if that new voice gets them over the hump, or if that new voice at least gives them a spark for those three months until, or, you know, two and a half months until McAvoy and Marshan come back. Helps. It helps. Speaking of things that help, your coverage at Boston Sports Journal helps everybody. It's a good thing. I like to think but so, Evan. You like to think so. Uh, what can people look forward to from you over at BSJ? Yeah, we're going to have you guys covered every step of the way now that we are officially back over at Warrior. So whether that's roster battles, whether it's talking about Jim Montgomery's systems that he hopes to install on this roster, uh, look at prospects now that rookie camp's right around the corner, prospect challenge up in Buffalo, 
all those things will have you covered every step of the way from now until hopefully June in terms of the Bruins 2022-23 season, hopefully. Um, but we'll have you covered every step of the way over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So please subscribe over at BSJ. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. That screen time is about to go way up. So Hell yeah. A lot of tweets. I think that's very wrong too. Like every time they send me that, I'm like, I don't know how this is possible. I don't know what they what they hours and it wasn't. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like they measure your laptop too, which like I will just have perpetually on. Like you know, it's working. It's gotta be something like that. Otherwise, Tim Tim Cook's got some trickery afoot. Something's wrong. They've they've extended hours in the day to like forty eight. Yes, exactly. Yes. But anyways, Connor, as always. Thank you. That is Connor Ryan of Boston Sports Journal. I'm Evan Marinovsky of CLS Media. You Bruins Beat listeners have a great rest of your week.